welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. Today we have, do you still go by Pastor Brad? No, I'm just Brad. Just Brad. Okay, <laughs> which he is also a pastor, but he has some really cool things to share. Um, I've been going to the Community Hope Church where I got introduced to Brad for the first time, and his messages have just been awesome. Um, my husband and I started going there, and he wasn't really a churchgoer, and now he enjoys going to church. So that's good. But Brad also has um, a lot of other cool things that are going on, um, strength and conditioning type things, changing career paths, just all kinds of stuff. Um, so we're really excited to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. So I want to say what's up, Radio Kids podcast listeners. Uh, I am, I've never been in a rodeo, but I grew up in Indiana, and that was one of my favorite highlights of the year. Every year, my parents would get together, and we would take my grandpa to the rodeo. And I just, the way I watched him light up, you know, I just, I loved it all. The steer wrestling and the calf roping and and, and the bullfighting, like every bullfighting. And that's not, I know that's not what it is. But anyways, I loved that as a kid. So that's about as close to cowboys I get. So yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I love okay. watching it. So. Yeah, you bet. It's um, it's a very exhilarating sport, especially, um, you know, we try to help people understand like that it's not even just about watching the activity, but if you get into like watching the horse and watching the cowboy and mm. like get into the fine-tuned details of it, and even like because there are bull fighters, so you have the bull riders that ride them, which is cool. But then you have the guys that come in and like fight the bull off. Oh yeah, stuff. those and, the rodeo clowns. You're right. Yep. They're they're definitely not clowns. <laughs> no, no, they are very athletic, and there's a lot to it. So. Yeah, but today I just want to hear your story. Okay. Why, how did you? You know, we have a lot of kids, a lot of families that listen to this. Um, so just. Where did you get started? Kind of what what led you to where you are today and making the decisions that you've made recently? Okay, right on. Um, well, um, like I said, I, I grew up in Indiana, and uh, I, grew, I grew up in church. I uh, grew up with great family. My grandpa was a pastor, and so um, – um, but I was I was always athletic. I you know played baseball and basketball, and so I, I was always drawn to athletics. Um, but then – and as I was graduating from high school, I felt uh, I really got fired up in my faith um, because uh, it, it went from being my parents' faith to really being my faith. And, and so I, I just, God really stirred me up. And when I graduated high school, I wasn't really sure what God wanted me to do, but I was just, there was just, I, I've always been a dreamer. And, uh, and so it was just like, okay, God, what, what do you want me to do? And so um, following high school, I went on my first missions trip. I went to Mexico, and God just blew my mind there. And, um, and, then, and then I enrolled in Bible college. And, um, and then in Bible college, I met my wife, and we went out into ministry, and then we started having kids, you know, and life, life happens. Um, but then as my kids started to get older, I went back to my bucket list. Um, of all those crazy things that I wanted to do, I a wanted to compete list. in a yeah, I wanted to compete in a bodybuilding competition, and I wanted to jump out of a plane, and like it just it went on and yeah. on. And so I started chasing those things, and one at a time. And so you name it, I've probably you know I've tried most of it. I did competitive powerlifting, I did competitive bodybuilding, um, I even got into competitive strongman. If you've ever seen those guys lifting the big rocks and pulling fire yeah. trucks, I, I did that, um, and and. And so then, um, then I got then I, 
I decided to go in a new direction, and then I did Ragbri. I rode my bike across Iowa. Ugh, and that is one thing I have never had any desire to do. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm the same way. I watched those people for years. Mm-hmm. I was like, who would want to do that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so, you know, let's pause here real quick because I think that's a really cool principle that everyone on this podcast needs to hear. Like, your brain limits you so much. The stories you tell yourself. Because I was the same way. I told myself that story. I would never do that. And guess what? I would never do that as long as I said that to myself, right? right? And so, in that instance, what changed me on that was when Radbri actually came through Montezuma. And I watched these thousands of bike riders, and I was like, good grief, they look like they're really having fun, you know? So that day, literally, I jumped on my bike. I hadn't ridden at all. I was like, let's go. And so I rode down to Deep River that day, and I was like, this is so much fun. So the next day, I went to the next place where they were, and I jumped on my bike, and I rode 75 miles that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't trained for it at all. Wow. I could hardly move the next day, (laughs) but it was like, okay, I get it now. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to train for this, and I'm going to do it the next year. And so I, I, I've just, I guess the older I get, the more of a quote unquote risk taker I've become, mm-hmm. you know? And so now, then my next thing was running. I said I would never be a runner. I watched people run and go, nope, that ain't me. I ain't going to do that. And then me and my friend of mine started running together. And so we started doing obstacle runs, you know? We yeah, do this like thing. the mud run. Yeah, where like it's that. like, oh, so we do one in Boone where you go up and down the ski slopes. It's, it's oh, yeah, fun. it's insane. Um, so I've done that, and then we got deeper into running, and so I ran a half marathon. Mm-hmm. Now I'm training to run a full marathon. And so literally, I, I'm, my story is just now, like I said, the older I get, it's just like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the yeah. next thing that scares me that it's time to take on, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a good challenge to take after? I'm all about, I, I love what you said in your last podcast about goal setting. I'm a huge goal setter, so that's what I did last October after I ran my half marathon. I have setting goals for the next year. One year from today, I'm going to run a full, and I just started tying all these other fitness and health and, fi- and finance and faith goals. And so to anyone listening, I, I just want to tell you right now, the power of setting goals and is yeah. huge because you are capable of so much more than you think you are. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have a dream a year out and you break that down into 365 bite-sized pieces, yeah. all of a sudden that dream becomes manageable. Yeah, and you can do and it. you can do that. So, anyways, that may have been a long answer to your first question, but that's kind of that's kind of me in a nutshell, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I want to backtrack in that and like just how you know, like I said, we do have a lot of parents that listen to this too. And you said your parents, you know, it, your their Christianity or their faith became your faith. Mm-hmm. How did your parents influence you? Like I had a, a lady the other day who said, you know, my son is disconnected from the church. He's a believer, but like I'm just having a hard time creating that connection. Like how did your parents do that or what advice do you have for other parents in that position? Well, yeah, I just want to encourage parents that are listening. Your influence over your kids is more powerful than you will ever know. Um, I'm just getting to the point now where I have, I have two adult children, a 20-year and an 18-year-old, and then a 17-year-old and a 5-year-old. And I'm just now starting to see the fruit of all those frustrating years, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you got teenagers or you got preteens, I feel you. <laughs> like it's hard. You feel like you get up every day and you're planting seed and soil that ain't coming up. You know, you're and yeah. you're watering it and you're like, what's going on? So to parents, I would just encourage you: your consistency matters more than you will ever know. So just keep getting up today and doing the right thing. Regardless if it feels like it's making any impact, it is. It's making way more impact than you will ever know. And so that's what I would encourage parents is just continue to be consistent, continue to live out in front of them 
yeah. the character traits you want to see in them, just live it out. Because I heard, I heard this on social media, and it rocked me. He said, we look at our kids and we tell them, you can be anything you want to be, but our kids see right through it. And they go, oh, yeah, why aren't you being anything you want to be, mom and dad? Mm-hmm. Oh, that one got me. And it was just like, you know what? If I want my kids to chase their dreams, i got to be chasing mine. So whatever you want to see in your kids, just live it out in front of them. And it, it wins over, but it doesn't win out in the, always in the short term. It, it, it's right. the long term. So just be consistent. Be faithful. Love, love, love them, love them, love them, love them. Because that, that is the most important thing. So keep it up, parents. You're doing a way better job than you think you are. Um, and just, just keep being faithful. Yeah, on that note, one of the stories that I remember is from one of your messages, um, how your son ended up inviting you to his 21st birthday. Is that right? Yeah, well, actually, that's... He's turning 21. Oh, he's turning 21. He's going to be turning 21. We just talked about it yesterday. He's like, Dad, for my 21st birthday, let's go to the Grand Canyon again. Yeah. Like that just, oh, man, I'm gonna, I want to cry when I'm thinking about that. Yeah, just things that you, you never thought you were making that big of an impact, and then you get invited to that kind of stuff. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because full disclosure, my, my son went through a really rough time, okay, where he was self-harming, drugs, alcohol, you name it, okay? So the fact that he doesn't want to go get drunk with his friends on the 21st birthday, but he wants to hang out with Dad, that's a testimony to how much his life is changing, mm-hmm. too. So, again, parents, you go through rough times, but just stick it out. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've done all these things. Like, what's it like mentally preparing for that? You know, we've got kids who aspire to be world champions who are working towards this buckle or that trophy or, or whatever it is, um, you know, and, and big goals. How do you go about achieving those? Well, the first thing is, and probably most of your people listening know this, but a coach. Having a good coach in your life mm-hmm. is massive because they've walked down the path that you want to go, okay? And so having a good coach, mentor, uh, is having someone who's been down that path and can tell you the next steps to take and trusting them is massive. Coaching has changed my life. Yeah, that's actually something that um, is just really emerging in our industry because for rodeo, it you know it started out as something that farmers or ranchers did as a side gig as a competition, you know, just for fun. But it's such an individual sport. You know, we don't have rodeo teams. For kids, we, it's not like a traditional sport or it's not like there's, you know, a boxing club in town. We live out in the middle of nowhere. Like, for instance, myself growing up in Deep River, the next closest kid was a boy who was 18 miles away. Yeah. And then after that, like, we're the only indoor arena in a 60-mile radius. Mm. So um, to be able to practice even with other kids, let alone, like, most of us, our coaches are our parents, mm. which that's a yep. slippery slope right there. <laughs> yeah, it not sure the is. Line. Yep. And, um, we talk about that kind of stuff a lot on the podcast, but that's, um, you know, with rodeokids.com, we're really starting to try to give kids an option to have virtual coaches and have mentors and that listen to stuff like this so that they have that support outside of just their parents and their very close circle because it's it's tricky in our industry oh I, I love that and that's what's so great about the time in which we live mm-hmm. like you can be isolated out in the country but you're still not yeah. through technology you can access any community that you want to be a part of now, you may have to do some digging to find mm-hmm. those people that to do it with you know virtually but you can find them yeah. you want the, the advice bad enough you can find it through technology. You can find a coach. You can find community. You can find it all. Uh, and so I, I just think it's a really cool time that we're living in. Yeah. What else? Okay. So, yeah. So I think the first thing is a coach. The second thing is, again, this is the thing I teach my clients. Dream big. Start small. 
Okay, mm-hmm. have a big dream. Okay, and and because that's that will get you out of bed in the morning. Okay, dream big dreams. Sh- literally, sh- shoot for the moon because I, as I heard that before, if you miss, you'll end up on a star. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yep. you, you may not accomplish the big dream, but man, when you have a big dream, even if you miss it, you'll be go so much farther than you would have had you not dreamed big. Right. So dream big, but then start small. So again, like that's what I said. I said a year from now, I'm going to run a marathon. Okay, now let's pull that all the way back to today. I got 365 days. What baby step do I need to take today mm-hmm. to get there? So so for me, it was just, it was started with a silly thing. I was having a calf issue. Well, I got to get this calf healed up, okay? So I started doing stretches, okay? Mm-hmm. Or I, I know I'm going to run three days a week, even though it's winter. Yeah. Well, I'm still I'm still looking a year out. I'm not going to skip my workout today. Why? Because I know this is going to pay off a year out. Okay, so dream big, but then because and don't let oh how am I going to do that? Well, don't start there. Right. Start with well, this is a big dream. Just state it. Go public with it. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Tell your parents. Tell your coach. Tell a family member. Tell somebody. Have the guts to go public with a dream with somebody that you trust, because that's the other thing too. Your friends may not trust your dream. They may be dream takers. You'll never yeah. be able to do that, okay? So tell people you trust. Tell your dream to people who go, absolutely, you go for it. Yeah. Tell your dream to people who are dream makers, not dream takers. There's dream makers and there's dream takers. And fill yourself up with dream makers in your life. So anyways, dream big, start small. Figure out what baby step could I take today? Because we overestimate what we can do in a week, but we underestimate what we can do in a year of little bitty incremental improvements. I'm telling you, you can accomplish so much more if you just get up and do the work today. Do what you can do today, and that fruit's going to pay off long term in your life. Yeah. Well, we're on that note, you know, when you're talking about essentially your circle and being around dream makers, like, again, all these kids, you know, they're in the transition time where they're trying to figure out who their friends even are Mm. um and who's real and who's not and Mm. who are the dream takers that you know the superficiality all of that and and just discovering who they are as people what advice do you have for them in creating that circle or eliminating not not necessarily eliminating but you know Separating themselves, better way to put it, sure. <laughs> um, from people who are dream takers. I would say number one thing, be the change that you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. You be a dream maker for your friends. Okay? Yep. So you be the one that models that. If your friend says something, then say, man, that is so awesome. You encourage them. Model that behavior. Again, I don't care how young you are. You're an influence. Mm-hmm. You are an influence. So be what you want other people to be, right? What, what did Jesus say that? Treat other people the way you want to be treated, right? right. So be, that'd be the first thing I'd say. Be a dream maker for other people, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, because most people will treat you the way you treat them. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're creating that in other people by being it yourself. And and I think, but if you find them, like whatever, repulsing at that, well, you just found out, okay, they're not really a friend, right? I've given this gift to them, but they're not giving it back. Maybe I need to draw distance here, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can very quickly set the tone. And most people will follow along with the tone that you set. I think most people will. But if they don't, then you realize this person's a dream taker. And so I got to yeah. draw some distance in my life because my future matters more than their opinion. Yeah, that's great. And even, you know, if you do find yourself, there are people who you can't necessarily get away from. That's true. You know, your parents. There's <laughs> yep. people who have parents who mm-hmm. are dream takers. Um, 
and but still focusing on the people who aren't and like you said it's a virtual world right now you can reach out to people who are achieving their dreams already you know even like us on rodeo kids and what you're fixing to do or starting to do there are people who are there to support you and find those people latch onto those people reach out to those people because they're there and let them be in your circle oh yeah absolutely and, and i'd like to say to that too is but if they're if they really care about you you can you can speak up you can say you know what when you say that that you know i just feels like you just poo-pooed on my dream yeah, and, and so it's, I, I literally, I love my wife to the moon and the stars, but I've had to do that with her. Even with stepping into this new thing, she'll say things like, "Oh, honey, I love you," but when you phrase it that way, it puts water on my dream. I know you don't want to do that. You want to put fire on my dream, so I just want to let you know the way you said that felt like a dream taker. Yeah, and that's not who you are. You're a dream maker. So if you're a kid, that takes guts to say that to your parents. It does, okay? But you kids, I just want to tell you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. (coughs) Excuse me. If you say things in the proper tone to your parents, most parents are going to listen, okay? But it's if you use the wrong tone, (laughs) you get snarky or you get whatever. Parents shut down, okay? But you can speak back to your parents. They're adults. They probably can handle it. But again, just, just be respectful in how you say it. You speak from your heart. Mom, when you say when you say I can't do this, like it discourages me. Mm-hmm. And 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 most parents are going to listen to that. Okay, yeah. so and so parents too, be careful what you speak of your kids. Parents, be a dream maker. Don't be a dream taker. Watch your language around your kids. Don't tell them what they can't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could never do that. You're you're whatever. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too skinny. You're too fat. Whatever. <laughs> you know, just yeah. Just parents, be a dream maker for your kids. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned at the very beginning, we all have a story we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think it can be, and I get caught up in this myself. Yep. Yep. Um, this story that I tell myself, because as you listened in the last podcast, I've got some pretty huge dreams and goals right now. Mm-hmm. And I have a very supportive husband and a very supportive family. But there's still this story that I created. I did a leadership program. Um, and I created a story when I was seven or eight years old that I still have to fight, you know, mm-hmm. that resurfaces in other ways. And so... Um, you know, when I have conversations with people that, that hurt my feelings mm-hmm. or that I feel like are squashing my dreams, mm-hmm. but that's part of the story that I'm telling myself. Yes, yes. Uh, so one thing that we learned in that, uh, my sisters and my mom and I all did this together to help build our relationship, but you can lead with the story that I tell myself when you say this mm. is X, Y, Z. And that way you're, it, it's not, you can't necessarily blame somebody because mm-hmm. their intention yeah. might be good. Just mm-hmm. like your wife, yep. her intention is yep. supportive, but that's a reflection on her fears yep. for you, not actually her, you know, she still believes in mm-hmm. you. Um, so just creating it with like, this is the story that comes up in my head mm. when you're saying this. Yeah. And then it, it makes you responsible for your feelings. Yeah. Um, but feelings aren't facts either. <laughs> yep trying to separate those and then that gives them a, a an opportunity to say that's not at all what I intended yep absolutely that that's so good and, and I've even preached about this like literally this is a part of my daily habits mm-hmm. every morning I go on a search for what's the story I'm telling myself today yeah it can be a good story or it can be a bad story and that's the great thing about stories you get to choose because it's yeah. all a story okay <laughs> and yes there's some facts to it but you're filling in the blanks okay mm-hmm. so that's so powerful and I just want to encourage parents kids listening if you can take the time each morning to ask yourself and it's a discipline because it's important but it's not urgent 
you got a lot of urgent things to do instead of sit there mm-hmm. for five minutes and ask myself, all right, what's the story I'm telling myself today? But that daily habit that I've been asking myself, what's the story I'm telling myself? Oh, it's huge. You can put that tool in your tool belt because just like you said, if you, oh, I could never do blah, blah, blah. But wait a minute. That's a story. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I could never is a story. Okay. And so, and again, you won't. That just, you know, what, what is that? Henry Ford said that to him who thinks he can or cannot. He's right. Yeah. But and you think you can. Yeah. Or can. It's like, so examining, taking the time to examine the stories you're telling yourself, they're huge. Oh, they're mm-hmm. so huge. You, you look at anybody, you know, president, <laughs> professional athlete, what are they doing? They're getting up every day and they're training themselves to tell the right story. Yeah. They became uh, Barack Obama's example. He told himself he was president long before he was president. I don't care which political side. You can say Donald Trump. Whichever political side of the spectrum you're on, guess what? They both said to themselves long before they were president, I am going to be president of the United States. Yeah. Right? Same thing with basketball players or you name it. What is it? I'm going to be champion. I am a champion. They trained themselves to change the story long before they ever saw the fruit of it. That's great. It's funny you say that. Um, Fallon Taylor is a huge online influencer, world champion barrel racer, and I just watched a TikTok of hers last night, in fact, and it was talking about how when she went to the NFR before they had a service, and they were talking about that exact thing and how what did you see yourself as after the 10 rounds in Vegas? Did you see yourself as a winner or did you see yourself as – a loser or you know were you first place were you holding that world champion buckle or were you not and so it's just funny that you say that because you know just in our industry she just talked about that last night too and that is powerful and uh like you said whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you're right oh yeah and there's there's so many examples of that to the point it comes across as arrogance mm-hmm. okay i've literally heard players be interviewed man this is your fourth super bowl trophy did you ever think this was happening and they'd say yeah i can't believe it took this long yeah. What? what kind of arrogance is that? No, because I've been telling myself for a decade, mm-hmm. I'm a four-time Super Bowl champion. I'm a four-time Super Bowl champion, and I can't believe it took this long. Why? Because I've been speaking it for years. Yeah. That that script you say over yourself is huge. It's mm-hmm. so huge. It so comes down to your identity. Yeah, you bet. That's awesome. And I think it's um, I think we can touch on that. It's okay to still have some holes in your story. Like you don't have to have it all figured out. You know, because it, it does come across sometimes like, well, man, that guy's he's not he's going to do this. It doesn't mean he doesn't have struggles. It doesn't mean that there aren't those holes that you still have to fight through every day. Oh, all right. Yeah, and that, that's been my journey. So, you know, so a little piece of my story is, is so I'm stepping away from full-time pastoring to becoming a, a health coach and a life coach, mm-hmm. okay? And that's been a wild left turn that I did not see coming, okay? And it was – I've been a pastor for 25 years. It's a, that was my security. It was my identity. And so to step mm-hmm. into a new role has been uh, it, it's been so unnerving. And literally, in some ways, of some dreams, you got it's kind of a dumb analogy, but you literally build the plane as you're flying it. Like it's mm-hmm. scary, right? And I, I kind of did. Like I'm like, okay, I literally did. Like I say things long before I've ever fleshed them out. You know, like one sermon I got up and I said, I'm going to write a book. My wife literally listened to it. She goes, you've never said that before. I said, <laughs> it was the first time I heard the words myself. I said it in public, right? And yeah. I literally am. Like, So why do I get up every day? I'm just writing in a journal. Mm-hmm. I don't have a published book, but I had to say it before I could ever do it, right? right? And so you're right. There's so many things that you will say, and literally you'll go, why did I just say that? Because I don't yeah. – how am I going to do that? You're right. You will – it's it's not a dream if you've got it all figured out. 
Right. Okay, that's that's you're absolutely right. That is so right on. You have to speak a dream, and then you figure out the how. Mm-hmm. And it may take you days, weeks, months, years to figure out the how. But again, you start with the big dream, and then you reverse engineer from that. Yeah, I try not to get caught up in the how at all. Like I try to focus <laughs> on the okay, like what's the goal yep. and why. What's my why mm. instead of what's my how? Yes. Because how. That's going to change. Yes. Just like, you know, like all of a sudden God says, write a book, you know. And, mm. and I think that also comes from learning and taking that time with God to trust when he tells you to say something like that. Like, whoa, like I just spit that out. Like God just told me to. But I know before I felt like I had a strong relationship with God, like I would have those feelings, mm. but there's no way that was coming out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. You know, and like getting that courage to even speak it when it comes instead of yep. squashing it yeah no I, I love the fact that you brought that up because you're right your why is crucial mm-hmm. it's so important because your why will keep you going when you're discouraged your why will keep you going when oh I tried the thing and I fell flat on my face mm-hmm. okay because you very quickly go back to why am I doing this again and if you don't have a clear why you will give up mm-hmm. you will ch- chuck it if it's just for the fame or the trophy or the whatever that ain't enough you got to have a bigger why than I just want to win at this thing. Mm-hmm. You got to have a bigger why because that will not keep you going. I don't care what you set out to do. You will be discouraged. You will fail at it at first. You will stumble. You mm-hmm. won't be great at it at first. And you have to have a very clear why. Yeah. Um, and even if you get great at it but it's for selfish gain, there will be nothing after you achieve it. Yeah. And honestly, and another thing too is like – and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a lofty why. I rode my bike across Iowa. Why? To prove to myself I could. could. Mm-hmm. Literally. That was my why. That sounds like a dumb why, I would think. Like, really? That's it? Yeah. But it was. It was enough for me. I want to prove to myself I can do this. This, And I'm the same way with a marathon. I, I said I would never run a marathon. That's part yeah. of the reason why I'm doing it. I did the same exact to thing. To prove to myself I can do this. Because I want to talk to kids here for just a minute. And that's the cool thing, kids. Is that once you start to chalk up those little bitty victories, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of David Goggins, but he's an ex-Navy SEAL who literally yeah. like does crazy things. He's like, like a freak of nature. Like he runs like. 100 miles. <laughs> like he's, Yeah, he's nuts. Okay, But what does he tell you? I started getting small victories. He said, I put them in a cookie jar, metaphorically, in yeah. my brain. And he said, so when I would get to a place I'd never been before, I'd go back in that cookie jar and go, wait a minute, I did that thing. Maybe I can do this thing. And so racking up those small victories okay so it's so like if i want to become a bull rider well there's got to be a baby step before i ever get on a bull right yeah <laughs> i gotta do a baby step first well oh i did this thing maybe i could do the next thing mm-hmm. and that's what's so cool about as a teenager is that you can try so many different things maybe you don't have a clear why maybe you're not really sure maybe i just want to try it man yeah. just get up and live an adventure of I just want to try it. Maybe I'll be good at it. Maybe I'll be terrible at it. But I just want to try it. That's a clear enough why. Of That's a great thing about being a kid is you you have so much more permission to fail. I don't know why we don't give adults that permission. Right. But as a kid, you're just like, well, sure. And that's the great thing about, you know, when you're in high school. Well, you can try band. You can try volleyball. You can try, you know, yeah, whatever. Clay shooting. You know, just try it yeah. all, right? Why yes. not? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that. And, again, the, the why may just be because cause I want to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. And I think even as you're talking about the cookie jar thing, that doesn't just have to be an analogy. Like if, you, if it's somebody who's struggling with confidence or mm. what, you know, a big goal, but you just really don't feel like you can, if you can literally start every single day 
putting down one thing that you did, one thing that you accomplished, you know, whether you worked out, okay, I worked out, put it in the jar and you don't have to go back through and read every single thing, but just watch that jar fill up and see how much you've accomplished Absolutely. already. And Absolutely. maybe if you're, you know, if you're selling yourself short and not doing big things, mm-hmm. then maybe you need to start going back through and say, I just, I'm doing the same thing now. Yeah. But <laughs> um, regardless, if you can get out there and, and give yourself a physical thing to say, like, look at all I've accomplished. Yep. And if you do one thing every day, that's 365 things a year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. Because, and so many of the things I've done, people look at me and go, how in the world did you ever do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, when I when I was doing strongman, I would flip a thousand pound tire. Okay, I would deadlift five hundred fifty pounds. I, I would pull a fire truck, like doing all this insane stuff. And people are like, "How in the world did you do that?" Yeah. And, and guess what I said? Well, you know what? I started with a three hundred pound tire, and yep. I flipped that for a while, and then I went to three fifty, and then I went to four hundred. Because guess what? That all sounded just as crazy to me when I started. I because I started with that same story. I could never. Mm-hmm. Well, again. Well, you need to start with the small victories. Mm-hmm. Again, well, let's go back further. Literally, I blew my back out at 16, deadlifting 100, my 110-pound weight set. Oh, okay? Wow. All right? And so that's where I started. Yeah. I started with the baby weights just like everybody else. Uh-huh. So everybody's a beginner. And yeah. so you got to be willing to start there with that beginner mindset of, okay, I'm going to do this little thing, and you do. That's how you get anywhere you want to go. You start at the ground floor like everybody else. And you prove yourself, oh, okay, I did step one. All right, what's step two? Yep. And I think that goes to say for no matter how old you are. Absolutely. You know, it's easy to, like, as as parents or as adults, it's easy to say, yeah, that's right, kids, go for it. But then you forget to say, oh, that's me too. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do that Absolutely. That's a good encouragement. Yeah, starting small and, yeah, it's so important. That's all. That's all great stuff. What's your why? That's a, Right now, my why is I want to inspire people to win. I want to inspire people to go out and live their best life. Mm-hmm. So what's what? that's such a blessing to me because it holds me accountable. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to inspire people to live their best life, i got to get up today and live my best life. Yep. Okay, And that's why I live out loud to the point where people think it's arrogance. Okay, yep. If you look me up on Facebook and you watch me, I'll hear this guy screaming, yelling, lifting weights. You know, he's just so arrogant. <laughs> no, I'm trying to show people. I'm 46, almost 47 years old. I'm trying to, and anyone older than that thinks that's young, and anyone younger think that thinks that's old. But I'm doing things at 47 that at 27 I'd be like, that guy's cool. I like him. Mm-hmm. I want to be like him. And so that's my why. I want to inspire people to live their best life. Mm-hmm. I want to inspire people to get up every day and wring every drop of life out. Because life is short and it's fragile. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I almost got hit driving over here to do this podcast. Because <laughs> I was paying attention to my phone. All of a sudden I pull out and the car goes. Oh, dear it's like, God. Yeah, it was. It was like heart attack moment. Like yeah. I was this close to death. Yep. Life is so fragile. So get up today and wring every drop of life out. I don't care if you're a kid. I don't care if you're an adult. You are not promised tomorrow. Yeah. You, you are not promised tomorrow. So my why is to inspire people to get up and live their best life today. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, you talked about that for parents. What can they do for their kids? Exactly that. And kids, you mentioned too, like you can be an influence without being an influencer. Yes. Like I feel like the air quotes influencer term 
has taken away the true meaning of being an influencer. Yep. Like every single person is an influencer. Like that word to me is empty. Yep. Like, cause every single one of us is. Oh. So what? One person posts more on social media and now mm -hmm. they have this self-created title of influencer. Yep. Um, but every single one of us is influencing each other every day. Mm. And like my why is very similar to yours and kind of my transition is the same exact thing. Like I got to looking at what my day-to-day -day life was and I'm like, am I living what I'm speaking? Mm. Am I actually doing the things that I'm in, trying to encourage everybody else to do? And right, then I realized right. like, I did, yeah. but now I'm kind of I've plateaued. Like it's time, time for the next big thing. And I've been kind of like, there's been this itch mm. there for a little while and now it's like, okay, God's like, it's time, like go right now, on. like right on. do it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so it takes some time, but um, yeah, having the courage to, to make that jump when it's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I love how you bring that into your podcast because there's a tension in life. There's, I think both, there's two different sides. Some people say you go out and you discover who you are. Some people say you go out and create who you are. And the reality mm. is it's both. There are divine yes. things that God's put inside of you. Okay, you were born in this world with DNA. Like there's certain things mm -hmm. that are hardwired into you. Okay, so there's a creation aspect to you and tapping into finding, tapping into that divine. Okay, who has God created me to be? It's a huge part of your life. But then again, I also believe that God gives you so much freedom to choose mm -hmm. what you want to chase and what you to go after. Okay, so the reality is they're both right. You yes. get to discover who you are, but you also get to create who you are too. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty awesome journey, an adventure. You get to go out every day yeah. and go, all right, what am I going to discover today and what am I going to create today? Mm -hmm. I'm reading um, The Purpose Driven Life by mm -hmm. Rick Warren right now. Mm -hmm. And um, today I was just reading about uh, how God doesn't create you to do mm. a certain thing. He creates you. He wants your character. Yeah. Not necessarily what you do. He, mm -hmm. could, he could care less about what you do as long as you're building a character and doing what you can to be a good person create a good world and follow him and bring people to him. Like oh. at the end of the day, that's his goal for us. Absolutely. Cause I mean like your identity can be so tied up in what you do. Let's say it's, you know, being a calf roper and you tear your ACL mm -hmm. or something like that. Okay. If, well, that's in your identity and you can't do that thing anymore. It's, I mean, that's going to be an adjustment, but again, yeah. but if it, it is, if it's about, wait a minute, who you are like with me with, Oh, this is, I'm stepping into a new career. But I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing just in a different arena now. And and so I, I that is so true of because so much of your character will pass over like I'm honest. You know, I tell the truth. I'm a hard worker. Mm -hmm. I'm a you fill in the blank. Well, it doesn't matter what you do. Those core traits will apply to that next thing that you do. Yes. And so you're right. Character is so critical in, in relationships and everything we take on in our life. Yeah. Well, and especially um, I listened to a. Oh, there's this Australian. I can't think of his name right now. He's like this very blunt, upfront, crude, like, but he's been very successful. Uh, but one of his big things was he had to change his career path that he chose to because he could see that his body was going to break down. Mm. You know, so he chose to take all of his skills and turn them to coaching and that kind of stuff. And like, so that's the other thing about not only can your character carry over, but when you're creating your life around your body, your body will break. At some point in time, it breaks down, it gets tired, like you're not going to be able to do it forever. So making sure that you're focused on having fun and, and using it because God gave us a body to use, you know, but at the same time, not having it so wrapped up that if you break physically, 
that everything else about you breaks you. Oh, that, that is so true. I, with being in the weightlifting culture, that's one of the most depressing things I can see, you know, is like see what Arnold Schwarzenegger looked like in the 70s to what he looks like now, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, no, that's where I'm headed. You know, like, you're History right. History does repeat itself it, with every single human. Yeah, so whatever <laughs> peak physical condition you get to, I mean, you can fight that, and that's where I'm at. I'm going to fight that as long as I can fight yeah. it, you know? I'm going to be the coolest 47-year-old you ever, ever saw, but I'm not 27, you know, and so, so you're, you're right. Like that, it, it is, it's inevitable. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Your, your body is going to wear out on you, but your character, yeah. your character is, is, is huge and it's what everyone else depends on in your life. Yep. One of our big models at Radio Kids is win or learn, I never lose. That mm. way you're always taking those lessons. Yeah. If you're focusing on the lessons instead of the prizes, then you're always building your character. You're always growing and you can always apply it to the mm-hmm. next thing. Yep. So one of the things that I had written down when I was thinking about this um, is like the illusion of success and that in our culture, we're told like never sleep, grind, 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 mm. grind, you know, eat healthy, drink more water, work out, work out, work out, read, like do all of these things and then you'll be successful. But if you don't, you're going to fail. Mm. And I think in your journey, you could probably kind of share a little bit about that illusion. I call it an illusion. Oh, absolutely. I, I forget who said this, and I wish I'd give them credit, but it says, the man who loves walking is going to go way farther than the person who loves a destination. Is mm. And so that's the way it is for me. Like, I just get up every day, and I just love the process. I, I love the process. And you got to fall in love with the process um, because – well, again, like we talked about with physical, same thing with accomplishments. I mean, you, you know, look at Tom Brady. He almost went into severe depression when he won his fifth title because he's just like, I dreamed of this my whole life, and I got here, and I'm just like, this is it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, or even like, basically, he won his first one, and he's like, lifted the next day, like, okay, let's go for two, you know? Because yep. there's, there's no level of success that's gonna make you happy, that's gonna fill up your bucket unless you have a deeper why. It's it's just never going to fill you up. You're always going to need a little bit more money, a little one more trophy. If that is your why, it will never be enough. Mm-hmm. You got you'll have to go to the next level and the next level and the next level. And that's not that's not me talking literally. Every picture of success, it's just proven to be true. They catch that thing that they were chasing and then they go, if they don't have a deeper why than that, they yeah. immediately go into depression because they're like I grabbed it and it was like sand. Yep. It just fell through my fingers. It was like, this is, I got it. What do I do now? Yeah. So again, you're, you're absolutely right of there's got to be, there's got to be a bigger why. What are you um, going to do with those titles? What, what does that position, like when I look at it, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so where I'm at right now, if I go after this, one, I'm going to put myself out there in the world more. I'm going to learn the lessons. And if I win that, that's just God putting me in a position to share my journey with others. So that's what I can do with the title. Like otherwise it's just a dusty saddle or a dusty buckle or whatever. Like, yeah, no, so. that's so true. I, I, again, I keep quoting all these people. I don't know who said it, but you are right now where you dreamed you would be five years ago. Yep. And it's, oh, man, if I could just get there, if I could just get there. And then you get there, and then you're like, okay, that's cool. All right, now yeah, <laughs> let's, go twirl, twirl. let's go here. Yeah. So, yeah, like I say, man, get up today and enjoy the journey. Enjoy yeah. the de- – and not the destination. Yeah. Um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, like, that illusion of success and health, like, healthy-wise. Like, the never sleep, work, 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 like, practice, 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 just the, like, being almost like a slave to your goal. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Everything I've taken on is like, uh, well, if I could just 
bench press this or 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 deadlift that or have this body fat or blah 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 you fill in the goal you get there and there's always someone it's another step further oh okay I got here now let's get there you're right it is it's it's a, it's totally an illusion yeah um it, and it's there's always and in a way and again if you're in love with the process that's fun because you never arrive mm-hmm. it's always like oh that's so cool I got here that was so fun now let's go to the next place and so the success winning is great <laughs> who doesn't love to win I love to win right. just as much as the next guy um uh, but again you have to be but again, but at the same time you said this I think I've learned more from losing that I have from winning. Mm-hmm. Like it, losing has developed my character more than yeah. winning has, and I don't, I don't like it, but it it makes me stronger. We talked to we had a Zoom with the world champion, and he was getting close to going to his next NFR. And one of the things that he said is before he goes to a big rodeo or a big runner rodeo is that he almost wants his practice to not go well mm. because then when he goes to the rodeo, he's like preparing to focus on those things that weren't going well. Like he's fighting. To get better instead of like, oh, man, I had this smoking awesome practice. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Like, Uh then he's already beat himself before he's there because he's gotten ahead of himself. He's not focusing on the things he needs to do. He's focusing on everything was fine. Yep. And so it was just an intro. I had never heard it explained that way. And it kind of changed the way I practiced a little bit and the way I thought about practice. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. And and again, I, I know it's when you're a kid, it's so hard to have this long term perspective on life. Mm-hmm. But it, but and the, the adults get this. No one asked me how my little te- little league team did. Right. You know, no one asked to yeah. see my medals from you know when I was in college. You know, yeah. no, in fact, I made a joke about that in a sermon. I got a wall full of that stuff, mm-hmm. and no one cares about it. I yeah. chased so hard to get that stuff, and no one cares other than me. No one cares about that stuff. So you're right in that. But they care about my character. Yeah, and so. All the trophies are great, but if your character's not being developed in the process, yeah. then you just got a bunch of dusty trophies. Did you become a leader? Were yep. you a friend? Did you develop mm. relationships? Did you help after the fact? You know, did you help clean up trash? Did you were you a good human? Were you a good teammate? Absolutely. Were you a participant? Yep. Or were you just an arrogant, cocky kid with a bunch of trophies? Which <laughs> is living vicariously through their children now. Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. So now you're making this change. Um, and a lot of these kids, you know, they get to decide, do I want a college rodeo? Do I want a pro rodeo? Do I want to quit rodeoing? Mm. Do I want to pursue, like you said, they're in high school. They get all these different options as to what they want to do in life. Um, what was your conversation, conversations, were your conversations like with God leading up to this change? Well, I feel like, um, I wish I could give people listening a visual, but I feel like so much of my life is like it starts with like the top of a funnel. You know, and then it gets more and more specific. And so for me, it started months ago. My wife and I went on a retreat, and literally all we walked away from this retreat was this message of, it's time to write a new story. That was about as vague as it could get. Yeah. Okay, but I heard it. Like, it's, okay, what story? Yeah. We talked about stories earlier. There's it's, all kinds of stories. It's time to write a new story. Okay, thanks. What do I do with that? Okay. Yeah. But you're just like, you're, you're just aware. Like, okay. Okay, what's, what is it, God? And another piece of advice I want to give is my grandma gave this advice to me. And, man, I love it so much. My grandma's in heaven now. And she said, Brad, just always stay humble. I don't know why she said humble. That's what humble. She was saying humble. Just stay humble before God, and he's not going to let you miss it. I love that so much. Because you know what, parents? If, if you're playing hide-and-go-seek from your kids, you want them to find you. Right? If, if, 
if you have something good for them, you want them to find the good thing. You don't. You're not gonna let them miss it, right? And and God's a good, good father. Okay. So for all those kids that are looking about, they're stressed out. They're gonna miss their destiny. They're gonna make the wrong choice. As long as you're not prideful and arrogant, no, you're not gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. God's not gonna let you miss it. You know why? Because He's a good father. If you're going down the wrong path, He just loves you enough to go. Knock it off, buddy. Let's go down a different path. You know, he just loves you enough to steer you. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't give you all the information at the at, when you'd like for him to. But he's a good father. And so every kid, I want to challenge you, just breathe. Just relax and just enjoy your life. Because my daughter's an overachiever, okay? And she gets so stressed out. She's a junior and she feels like she should already have her college planned out. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I just keep telling her every day, honey, just breathe. Just enjoy being a junior. Just just enjoy today. You know what? You're going to kill it in college because I know who you are. And God, again, God is going to direct you. He's yeah. going to He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's a good father. He's not going to let you miss it. And so, again, as long as you're just humble and you just go, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you. You're going to tell me to take a left turn when I need to take a left turn. And mm-hmm. so, then so back to my journey. That's been a part of my journey in that just each step of the way, I just get up today and go, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? And I yeah. take that next step, and I trust him with that step, and and then the the picture, the puzzle. You know, I've got the border built or the puzzle, and it's like he gives me another piece. It's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to see it now. Okay, yeah. and then I get another piece. Oh, okay, it's becoming clearer now. And you just take that next step with the next day, and and God's faithful. And so that's been my journey of I just get up today, and I guess I'm I'm willing to risk this safety and security that I built up from that next dream because again I get a cookie jar full of experiences where God said okay it's time to jump and I wasn't ready but then I jumped and it was just like if you've never been skydiving I've got to go and it's the biggest rush of your life yeah and once you fall once you fall out of that plane you're like what was I scared of this is the greatest thing yeah. in the whole wide world I've jumped off a couple cliffs before and it was kind of the same thing like I remember in college we went and I don't recommend this like it wasn't necessarily the safest thing but um we found there's this rock quarry and the rule of thumb was if you threw your flip-flops in there was only one way to go get them <laughs> and so we all did it and it was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh you know and like everybody's screaming and then finally it was just like just run and jump yeah. just do it and one yeah. of my favorite uh videos that i reference often is the steve harvey's jump video mm. where it's like you're gonna have to jump you're either gonna stand on the cliff of life and you're always going to wonder, or you're going to jump. And at first, your parachute will not open. You mm. won't have the entire puzzle mm-hmm. at the beginning. But eventually, as long as you keep God at the front, yep. it will open. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a Bible study. Uh, it was the study of Esther, too, okay. and like finding God in the silence. And one thing, like the season that I'm kind of in is I'm in a transition season. Mm. You know, I just got married. I'm just living a different life like this is this is where I wanted to be like when 10 years ago you know this is the life I dreamed of living so like it's I'm in that transition period of trying to relish in that and Mm. like appreciate it and enjoy it yeah but at the same time it's kind of scary like what's next you know like do I sell this company how do we move forward with this company How, how do we put all these pieces of the puzzle together and there's a little bit of like silence it feels like Mm. in this mush of like Mm. what's next you know and um like what's your advice on that because we all go through that where it's like 
there's all of these options. You know, there's a lot of freedom, like kids going to college, kids, you know, choosing what sports they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you navigate that? Well, I think it come back to what I said earlier is that, and, and this is so much easier to say than it is to walk <laughs> out, okay, of, well, if God hasn't told me what to do today, then apparently I don't need to know. Because, again, he's a good, good father, right? Yeah. And so I heard this advice a million times, and I was always like, really? That sounds so lame. <laughs> but it works <laughs> in that, okay, well, if he hasn't given you a new instruction today, then go back to the last instruction he gave you. Are you doing that? I like Okay, that. are you doing the last thing he told you to do? Because if you're doing that last thing, then he hasn't given you the next instruction yet because you're not ready for it. And it's, and it's okay. You're being faithful the last thing he told you to do. And so, again, he's a good, good father. He's not going to put you, send you on some wild goose chase or, like, let you miss it. He's a good father. Yeah. And so, again, if you don't have that clear direction today, well, then just wait. I know waiting's hard. I, I, don't, I hate it just as much as ever. I wanted it done yesterday, right? Okay, so I get that. I'm an activator. I want to get going right now. And so that advice, even though it was frustrating to hear, Mm-hmm. It, it helped me going, okay, you're right. I don't have that next thing yet. I know it's coming. I don't yeah. have it yet. So what was the last thing God told me to do? I'm going to be faithful with that today. So again, for me, I, I get up in the morning and I go through a routine. Okay, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get my nutrition in. I, and then uh, and then I'm going to do the things that I know to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to shoot an inspirational video and I'm going to put it out on Facebook. Why? Because that's mm-hmm. part of my why. I want to inspire people. Okay. And f- but before I get the inspirational video, I got to read a little bit to get some inspiration mm-hmm. to give to people. And so it's just like I go through this routine. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. But it's like, okay, here's the next brick that I'm going to put in a wall because why? Because this is what I'm supposed to do today. Yeah. And when you do that, then again, as you build it, then you go, oh, okay, that now it's starting to make sense. So again, in the silence, God's a good, good father. If he hasn't told you yet, then you don't need to know. Yeah. And I think uh, just kind of on a different note, when it comes to creating that content, like that's a very similar routine to what I have in the morning. Um, and I usually... I do videos sometimes. I've kind of gotten away from that. I'm more of a writer, which I have a goal of writing a book as well. So um, right now I just kind of figure what I write on Facebook and then what I write on my journal, they're a collection of whatever this is going to look like someday. And I make sure to date everything. That way I can track it between the two of them. Um, But again, on TikTok, I listen to something because what we train our algorithms to give us is what we get. You know, we'll get yeah. some junk in the middle, but yeah. we train our algorithms. You can get a lot of good yep. out of social media. Yep. Um, but I listened to this deal and it was talking about like how to pray. And he said, this guy said, I used to pray and I used to just ask God for all of these things, you know, like for help, for guidance, for someone else. But it was always asking for something. And he's like, and then I got to thinking like, well, I don't always ask my parents for stuff. Like sometimes they just share with me information. He's like, then I just learned that sometimes I just need to sit. I need to, I need to read and sit in silence and just see what he has to say to me. He said, and pretty soon, like within 15 minutes, all of a sudden, all this stuff came to me Mm. and it's like, wow, that's really powerful. And I feel like that's when I read in the morning and then I try to take some time, like, Okay, what am I supposed to get from this mm. today? Like, what are you giving me mm. instead of what am I asking you for? Yeah, yeah. And along with that, part of my journey is back to what you're saying about being an influencer is, and this is, I know this is so counterintuitive, but what I've had to do is just, as hard as it is, 
not focus on how many views and likes and, and shares and all that stuff because we want the feedback. Every single one of us, we want the feedback. But just like this podcast, I have no idea who's going to listen to this, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm putting my gift out there. And it's gonna. Someone's gonna identify with that gift. Yep. Not everyone's not, but somebody is. Mm-hmm. So it's worth opening my mouth for whoever is gonna connect with that gift in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so, and so for me, I just so I did this thing called five minutes of fire, and so I started looking at a different number. And today was episode six hundred and fifty. So I looked at that. 650 times I've turned on my microphone and I gave that message. That to me is an indicator of, dis- wow. of success, not, oh, it got 650 likes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, nope. The, the, the number, I'm looking at a different number. I'm going to look at the number of faithfulness because the fruit mm-hmm. is out of my control. I want to do it professionally. I want to do as best as I can. But f- far as where it lands with people, I don't have any control over that. You literally, you get up every day and you put your gift out there. And it's, I know my gift is for somebody. Somebody's going to listen to this and identify with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Some people may not. Some people are like, well, thanks. I'll be next for, I'll be here for next episode. That guy, I didn't identify with him. But somebody's listening to this thing going, man, this, I'm tracking with this guy. And so that's why you do it. You And one other thing I want to say too is, because you mentioned this, but it's also a gift to me. Yes. There's a gift in creating it. That I get something just by opening my mouth. Mm-hmm. I get something by turning the camera on. All of a sudden, first of all, I had to go out and find the inspiration. Second of all, I gave it away and I got something just in the act of giving away. Even if I never know that anyone listened to it. I created a thing and there's there's something it does to your character just to get up and create something. That you get something out of putting your gift out there. You bet. Well, and it, it's one more thing you can put in your cookie jar. Yes. Every day. It yep. goes back to the one thing every day. Well, I did this hard thing. I did this hard thing. I did mm-hmm. this hard thing. Like, I did this uncomfortable thing. Like, it's uncomfortable even to get this stuff set up and, like, to ask somebody to be on the podcast. Even, like, I love doing podcasts mm-hmm. like, because it is, I learn just as much from mm-hmm. it as the next person. Like, I've kind of gotten where it's like, well, yeah, I hope everybody else gets as much as I do out mm-hmm. of it because I love it. But, um, yeah, just continuing to do that stuff and then pretty soon like the uncomfortable becomes more comfortable there's always going to be a little hint of it mm-hmm. but then you're glad you did it and you build up the courage to continue doing the bigger things just like you go from running on the treadmill for 10 minutes to running a marathon yep. you know it's all the same and it all builds everything mm-hmm. builds yep and I, even you made a reference to the weights and, and how you started at 110 pounds. When I went into the gym, there was one day I was looking at him and I was like, gosh, this is just such a symbolism of life. Yeah. You know, you start it where you can't even, yep. you know, you lift up your arms and that's yep. it. It's all body weight. And then the next thing you know, like I'm up to, I started at five and 10 pound weights for some mm-hmm. of these exercises. Now I'm up to like 20 to 30 pound weights. And mm-hmm. it's taken me a year and a half of working with a trainer mm-hmm. to get to that on some of these exercises. But gosh darn, like it's. That's what life is. It's a series of things. Yeah, and another principle, I got this from Andy Stanley. There's no win in comparison. Mm-hmm. So that's why, man, high five. You know what? Who cares if someone else could come in there and grab the hundreds? You're not them. 
Yeah. For, forget what they can do. You made improvement. You you're you're getting stronger. You're getting better. So get up and celebrate you. That's why, man. People, right? I'm seeing their posts right now. They're in the gym for the third day this year. Man, like, comment, share. Go win. You know what? You you did it. You got up and you did the thing. Yep. Who cares what everyone else is doing? You're doing you, and you're winning at being you and getting stronger. And so when you and, it, and we live, it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people. There's never been easier time to go oh my life doesn't look like them or that who cares you're not them (laughs) just get up and be the best you today and be one percent better than you were yesterday yes and you knocked it out of the park today yes i love it that's all super awesome we are rounding down to the last few minutes what else anything else specific that you would like to share that comes to mind for parents for youth for We've got some people that just listen to the podcast because they like to listen to the podcast. So Sure. Yeah, there's a few core principles that I live by, and I've probably thrown – I know I've thrown a lot of them out today, but the one, one more thing I would say is this. This is another principle that's changed my life. Something is always better than nothing. We can have such a perfectionistic mentality and think that what we do has to be at a certain level. No, something is always better than nothing. I don't care if you get out and you walk for 10 minutes a day. Guess what? You walk for 10 minutes, okay? And so whatever you're doing, something is always better than nothing because your brain will talk you out of it because you can't do it at whatever level you think you're supposed to do it. Well, I can't do that today, but I can do something. Some And I don't care what the goal is. Something is always better than nothing. And here's the cool thing about it. Uh, whatever whatever it is, you say tell yourself, well, I can't do it for 30 minutes, but I can do it for five. And you start to five, this is what it's, and it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm 15 minutes into this thing that yeah. I thought I only had five minutes for. Why? Because I just did the, took the first step. Mm-hmm. So that that's the last thing I would encourage. Something is always better than nothing. What is that thing that you want? Do something towards it, and uh, just taking that first step is a game changer. Yeah, you bet. When you're trying to create new habits, like mm-hmm. don't be so hard on yourselves. You don't have to do it all at once. Like yeah, you said, absolutely. Ten percent is better than zero percent. Absolutely. It might not be a hundred percent yet, but once you start to create those new habits, just ten percent at a time. Ten percent mm-hmm. one day, twenty percent the next day. Pretty soon, it'll be easy to give your hundred mm-hmm. faster yep. than what you know. And yep. So, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. This has been absolutely fantastic. I think there's a lot of great stuff. And whether it affects one person or a thousand people, it's definitely been worth it. And you've shared a lot of great stuff. So um, as you're moving into your next journey, I want you to just share a little bit about that, where people can find you, um, what you got going on. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Brad's, Brad Singleton. Um, and uh, that's where I repost a lot of my inspirational videos. Okay. My website is clearcoachingservices.com. And uh, in there, if you can even you could even book a free coaching session with me if you wanted to some life coaching uh, uh, inspiration. Um, but but literally, um, that's Facebook. I'm on Facebook every single day. I'm on, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, but just look up Brad Singleton and um, and you can find me there. And that's where I put out my my daily inspirational videos, whether it comes to weight loss or spirituality or or you name it. I'm just I'm all about inspiring people to live their best life. So um, that's so Brad Singleton on Facebook or Instagram or clearcoachingservices.com is where you could look me up. I want to help people move forward in faith, family, fitness, and finances. I call them the four Fs. All right. Awesome. Well, if you are looking for help in your faith, family, fitness, or finances, now you know where to get it. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.